Hello, and welcome to the Apostolic Church Liverpool podcast. We hope the message you're about to listen to will inspire you, will be a blessing to you, and give you perspective in life. For more of such messages, you can visit our website at www.tac-lona.org.uk. You can also access other messages and resources from our YouTube channel, The Apostolic Church Europe. We hope you're blessed and inspired by today's message. God bless you. Here's the message. Like last week, last week we started on Paul's final instructions to his son in the Lord and to us believers. And we dealt with preach the word, preach the word. You know, he gave them three admonitions and then we have dealt with preaching the word. And today we want to see how God will help us to press further in looking at other admonitions that Paul gave to, to his son in the Lord. I'll be starting the second one by taking on fulfill your ministry. Second Timothy chapter four, verse five to eight. Okay, that, we are looking at that tonight. It said, but be watchful in all things, endure affliction, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry, fulfill your ministry. For I'm already being poured out as a drink offering. The time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Finally, there, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day. Not only me, but also to all who loved his appearing. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in our heart in Jesus' name. Amen. The admonition that Paul is giving here is that we should fulfill our ministry. Next slide, Pastor. I want to look at what is a ministry. Why, why is it important for us to fulfill it? We'll be looking at some of the highlights highlight that Paul was making here. You know, he was telling his son in the Lord, make proof make full proof of thy ministry. You know, and the question we'll be asking ourselves today, what is even the ministry? You know, because all you don't know a thing, abuse is inevitable. We need to come to understand that. And the little explanation for me for, for this is to fulfill whatever God wants you to do. Praise the Lord. Amen. Whatever God wants me to do. And I would like asking, there are so many things in the church that need to be done by somebody, that need to be handled. And the Lord will be saying something to our heart as an individual. But we need to come to time that this is my own ministry. If mine is to look after the kids, after the children, whatever God wants you to do, that is our ministry. Whether I'm in the I'm in the sanctuary keeper. I'm the one that keep the, the, the restroom and what to do. Whatever God wants us to do, we need to fulfill it. We need to put our heart to it. And until we come to understand that thing, comp competition will be our, our 
are the things we'll be looking for. We compete with the other. You know, he said, fulfill whatever God wants you to do. Why Timothy is not poor? The detail of their ministry will be different. God has saved expectation on both of them that they should fulfill their ministry. The scripture said in, in Corinthians, he said it is expected of his steward to be found faithful in their ministry. Their ministry may be different. Mine will be different from yours. Yours will be different from me. But it is the same expectation God wants from us. The same commitment, the same faithfulness. You know, it is not that when people are around, that is when we are trying to show off. If you are convinced God has called you to a ministry of prayer, you don't, you don't have to tell me that you prayed for God Peter yesterday. But because this is your own ministry and God, you, we will give account to God about that thing that God has given us. That is why it is very important. That faithfulness, it is key. God's expectation from us in fulfilling our ministry are the same. That we must fulfill it. We must make sure we fulfill our ministry. No God direct ministry is small or unimportant. Mm. You know, some of us who can come to church and our own is to, is, to, is to clean the chairs in the church. That work is God's work. It is not small. The same reward, somebody that is preaching, that is fasting for the church we get. The people that keep the toilet in the church, we also receive the same reward. What is critical for us is to make sure that we, we, put, we put diligence into it. We put faithfulness to whatever the Lord has asked us to do. We don't measure the fulfillment of a ministry only on the basis of statistics or what people see. God who sees the heart look out for faithfulness in our respective ministry and reward us accordingly. What God wants to see from each of us is faithfulness, like I said. And he said, there is a crown laid for me and for those, not only him, for those who love his appearing. If truly we love the appearing of the Lord, there is a reward for us. By the time we have fulfilled the ministry, verse 5 says, but be watchful in all things, endure affliction. In fulfilling our ministry, there will be difficult times. There will be challenging times. That is why he's saying we need to endure affliction. They are going to call us names. People will say, because you, you, you said you, you, are, you are a Christian, we will not give you this thing. You know, that is an affliction because of our faith. What is the expectation of God for us? He uses the image of a soldier. Timothy was not only meant to be a preacher, he was also to be a soldier. He was saying in 2 Timothy, that nobody is enlisted as a soldier that entangling himself to the affairs of the world. You know, God expects us, even as we fulfill our ministry, we need to, we need to have the act of a soldier. They don't, they, it is not on the battleground, they begin to test their bullets. All of these things must have been sorted. You know, 
you know, as a soldier, they don't they don't go to to the parliament to debate. A soldier man does not have time for all of that. So also we as a believer, God expects us to have the attitude of a soldier as we preach. We are ever ready to disseminate, to speak about Jesus anywhere we go. Jesus only is the message. And in doing this, affliction will arise. Paul even said, he said, dog, ministry has been open to me, but there are adversaries. There are things that will challenge our faith, that will challenge us in fulfilling our God's giving mandate. You know, I remember when Pastor was speaking, he said the richest place on Sunday was the is the burial ground. That is where ambition is buried. Dreams, ministries are buried and fulfilled. I pray the Lord will help us that we will not just be living, we will not, not just keep marking time, saying happy birthday to you. Thank God we are having years. But are we fulfilling what God has designed us for? What he has fashioned me and you for? What are we doing about it? Are we enduring it? Paul said, even though he slay me, he said, are we yet to worship him? We have been, there is one recurrent scripture in this, in this book that if we suffer with him, what will happen? We shall also reign with him. As a preacher of his word, challenges will come, things that will threaten our faith, that will challenge us. What is our attitude towards it? God wants us to carry the heart of a soldier. You know, a soldier don't put a call to his spouse that I'm going to the world tomorrow. I'm not sure. But by the time you marry a soldier, you are sure that, well, you can come, you cannot come back. They are not, they are not afraid of that. So also we as a believer, we should have the same attitude. He said that attitude that was in Christ, let us also have that same attitude. I pray the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Next slide. Please stop me if I'm too fast, I'm going too fast. Yeah. I can always pause. It is, a it is a Bible study. I'm not meant to be speaking hard truth. You can just tell me, Peter, wait. I'll just pause and, and listen. Verse 5, he said, do the work of an evangelist. It is a must that we believers of this age, we must do the work of an evangelist. You know, it was challenging his son in the Lord to do the work of an evangelist. So Paul is reminding Timothy and us that all, everything we do as part of our ministry must be so winning at the center. So winning, bringing people to Jesus must be the bedrock of every message that will make a man to be ready for the appearing of Christ. All of us, we are commissioned to do it. It is not meant for the leadership. It is not meant for the pastors. The offices we have, there are people that need Jesus. Are we challenged on our, on our prayer altar in the morning when you are praying that God save Gabriel today? Save Paul. They are your colleague. They are my colleague. So we need to be at the, the bedrock of our heart. Our heart desire. Paul said, he said, warn to me if I preach not the gospel. We are meant to do the work. We shouldn't forget that we are here on the missionary trip, reaching ourselves, reaching our fellow people, reaching the indigenous and everybody. 
This does not mean that every sermon and Bible study should be hellfire and brimstone messages because the believer needs feeding as well. But it does not mean that preacher, no matter what is preaching, should keep the law so in mind. Every message you are preaching, every admonition you want to, we are making. God expects us that the lost soul is in our mind. We put it in our mind. We make sure that at the end of our message, what will be the what will be the gain of people that is listening to my message, to my preaching. That is very important. The body for the Lord should characterize a pastor private ministry as well. The burden, the challenge of people that, 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 that did not know the Lord. You know, I begin to imagine that if I did not know the Lord, where am I going to be today? You know, when you meet some of your friends that we grew up together and you see the way they are living their life and you keep asking, Lord, how did I escape? How did I manage to escape all of these assaults? We were both going out, chasing things together. But all of a sudden, something happened in my life. All those things that we, we were going for, I lost the interest totally. What has happened? God, yeah, coming to take place. Let it be that as we preach to people in our conversation, you know, there's a scripture of us said that we should greet ourselves with aims. Sometimes we visit ourselves, we shout, we do a lot of things, but we forgot to, 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 to sing aims. You don't know we are ministering when we are singing. When we are greeting each other with hymns. Again, Paul explained the reason why he is admonishing Timothy and us to fulfill his ministry. The reason is because Paul was about to depart, to sleep in death, and Timothy will have to take his place. He was explaining to his son in the Lord, I'm, I'm already poured out like a drink offering. You know, I'm about to die. Paul was, Paul was not afraid of death. He has come to understand, you know, that whether I live, whether I die, I belongs to him. But the work must continue. So also this attitude to which must be our attitude. In verse 6 and 8, Paul did three things that are also instructive for us to take and apply to our life and ministry. Let us check those three things that Paul did. He said, for I'm already poured out as a drink, drink offering, and the time of my departure is at hand. You know, I was just imagining that, 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 that verse have been poured. I'm already, I'm already sown out. Nothing about me that is very important again. My going to glory is here. My glory, my going to glory is, is, is near, you know? And he was telling, he was looking at, he was facing reality. You know, many times he felt like, no, I will not die. But when you come to this scripture in Romans, whether we live or we die, what happens to us? We belongs to the Lord. This is a, this is a reality that men must face this day, that we must face. To live is Christ, but to die is gain. How about us? He said death is swallowed up in victory. Have you come to town with that? That the Christian does not die. We only, we only translate 
there is only transition for us. We are going to be with the Lord. That is it. Death should not should not be to be should not be a threatening thing for a, a believer. We need to be real. When we are realistic, that does not mean we are being faithless. Every child of God, we are victorious over death. That's that's the admonition Paul was giving to his son in the Lord and to us as believers. This will encourage our heart. You know, when, when I'm troubled, when I when you hear some bad news, I say, and you are, you are bothered, God, why did this thing happen? And that's the that keeps saying, whether we live or we die, it belongs to him. That scripture did not leave my head many, many times. When, I, when, I, when you need to console people, you are short of appropriate words to speak to them, particularly Christian, who has been faithful following the Lord. But there is an encouragement in that word that whether we live or die, we belong to him. I pray the Lord will help us in the mighty name of Jesus. If I'm too fast, please, I can pause. Another thing Brother Paul was saying is that I have fought the good fight. And I have finished the race and I've kept the faith. Have we, at the end of the day, what will be our testimony? Will our testimony be like this man? Paul looked back and testified how God has kept him and helped him to be faithful. He portrayed himself in three images. One, a soldier. I have fought the good fight. Are you fighting? What are we doing? What are the things that is dominating our argument, our pursuit? Are you defending the faith? He said, I fought the good fight of faith. Check, it, check, check our life as an athlete. Have you finished the race? What are you doing to finish the race well? Have we kept as a steward that God has called? Have we kept the faith that was handed over to us? In Jude, he said, earnestly contend for the faith that was first delivered to the apostles. How are we contending for the faith? It will not be all right for us to be here, and we are not keeping the faith. You know, when we are looking at Joel, Joel, when we're taking growth track, we're talking about the fact that there is a need for us to pass on to next generation. Paul said, he said, that which I had received, um, also, I also passed on. The question to me and you tonight is, what will you pass on? The faith in our hand, are we willing to also pass it on to the next generation? For Paul, he said, I have kept the faith. To keep the faith is to make sure that the faith in our hand did not die until get passed on to our children, to our generation. Listen, God is able to keep us. We are soldier and athlete and a steward. Don't forget, we are only a custodian of those money, of those house, of whatever we, are, we have. We are only what? We are only a custodian. We are a steward. And God we ask from each of us. I pray the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. I don't know if there's any comments. Maybe I'm too fast. Any comment anybody wants to make as a person? Next slide, sir. Anything, Pastor, to shipping? Any thoughts from anybody? The floor is open. Thank you, deep thoughts, sir. Thank you. Yes. Thank you.
Thank you. Thank you, sir. Praise God. Hallelujah. Uh, this one is not a comment. I just want to, I just want us to read uh, before we do a suggestions on those uh, uh, verses. I want us to read clearly that that uh, from verse two. Verse two. Yeah, if we read it, I think we can read it and let's digest it. Yeah, so let's read it. He said, preach the word. Okay, so I like the part that doesn't say teach. He said teach at the end, but preach, because that, re that requires response. Preach the word, then be ready in season, out of season. Convince, rebuke. Exhort with all long suffering and teaching. Started with preaching, then teaching. Why? That's one of the reasons why we, when we discuss about the word, testimony, and all of that. Because time will come when people will no longer endure doctrine. But according to their own desires, because then they will develop itchy ears. They will eat for themselves teachers and they will turn their ears away, away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. And that's even more pronounced these days yeah. with the advent of social media can turn on to anything, listen to anybody. Anybody can charge you up. Anybody can psych you up so much, so much that... You, 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 we deceive ourselves that you have goose pimples or what they call it. But you be watchful in all things, enduring afflictions. Then do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. For I am already being poured out as a drink of friend. And the time of my departure is now. So I can't, we can stop at that one. But it is those few verses I want us to pontificate on the word and the effect of not preaching that word what will happen then also if we go back to that one as christian also if we preach that word the way sound doctrine if we go back to that verse here he said for the time we come when people will not tolerate sound doctrines again can we tolerate sound doctrine can we tolerate a doctrine that will rebuke us? Because well, some people will not come to church again. Yeah. But that is the reason why, if you look at the, the same problem with Ephesians, that's the problem. They can't endure that sound doctrine. That's the reason why it's telling Timothy, regardless of what you think, preach the word. And if you read further, then we say, as a result of that, there will be persecution. Yeah. There will be people that will withdraw. There will be people that withdraw support. There will be people that, but that's a sign that you're preaching, preaching the word. So I just, it just comes to my mind that we need to just read that from the Bible and let the Holy Spirit itself interpret it into our hearts, what those things mean. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you. I, I think that 
that was a depth from pastors and uh, I, I was just like, God should help our heart out of season. Out of season mean no season. Mm. You know. yeah. No season. No, I'm, I'm, I'm on holiday. No, that's not the preaching the word of God. And one thing when pastor was speaking to the father, somebody is having a very wow you are speaking, you are preaching good message. It, it, it does not, it, it, it is not an acid test to, to validate that that scripture is the gospel. Yes, sir. You know, when, when, when Engineer Mayele was speaking, that if truly we are preaching the gospel, people of God, the Bible says for his word, his truth and his life. When the life is coming, we will know. When the truth is coming, we know. Sometimes there will be opportunity to tell me that I was in Georgia or California yesterday. The gospel does not carry, does not, does not accommodate a lot of, you know, when we make cake, we put icing, sugar, and whatever. No matter icing, sugar you put on the cake, what happened to it? Why you don't keep it in the fridge? It will get destroyed in a couple of days. So also is that when we are preaching the gospel, it is not wrought truth. We are not saying anybody that is that did not believe in Christ shall not be saved. We are not saying it the way it is. It may not save so. It will be very difficult. Except for my you know what? That's just like Pastor was saying, we need to read and reread some of this book that we are considering. The book of Timothy, it is, it is too, it's not something we can just digest in one hour, whatever. You know, he said the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight. As a Christian, what fight are you fighting? Am I still saying that sister? I won't greet you again in my life. That is not the fight, though. Oh God, to know over my dead body, it will not happen. You know, I was just asking that I have finished the race. When we look back, we think back and see people were together in the university and all of that doing well for the Lord. And when you see some of their posts on the social media, if they begin to have, you mean Sister Lara can be doing all of these things. We don't know these things was there. You know? He said, I'll finish the race. What are we doing to make sure we finish the race? The pastor was talking about passing on the, 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 the message to the next generation in Jewel. That is keeping the faith. Faith we have that we cannot pass on is as if we have nothing with us. That is just my thing. And there is late for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day. Not only me, but to also all who love his appearing. The question is, do I love his appearing? And I remember one of the songs that one of my other patients said, I'm going higher today. I'm going with him to stay. I'm going above the shadow into thy presence of God. You know that, I just, it is not only brother Paul, when I preach the word, when I fight the good fight, 
when I keep my race, when I keep the faith, there is late for me and you, crown of righteousness. And to as many of us that love is appearing, let's take our heart. What are we pursuing? Pastor, Pastor we speak, he said, vanity upon vanity. No, I want, I want to wear the, the latest dry lace that costs about 150,000. Like, you know, my wrist was about 2,000 pounds and all of that. The real love is appearing. You know, let's just take our heart. The, the floor is opening to everybody. You can pick up a section as we share together. And I want to beg the leadership to forgive me. You know, I'm always, I'm always, I don't know. What pastor has raised and he has point our attention to, I think is crucial. If we are submitting at this point, I think I'm fine. Can we just comment on those words pastor has raised with us as the Holy Spirit inspired our heart? Thank you. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you. Pastor, I just want to comment on what Pastor said. Just made my heart, like the part when, where he said, and some people would not even come to church again. Mm. It just made that my heart beat like, oh my. <laughs> it made me remember what I read, like while I was studying Timothy, and while, while I was listening to it. Um, chapter 2, verse 15 says, study to show that serve approve unto God. A workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And when I heard that word this evening, it just came to me like, am I really studying? Um, am I really studying to show myself approved unto God? Because it's when I'm actually studying to show myself approved. That's when, when I hear those words, those sound doctrines, I won't shy away from it. I won't run. Um, we're doing something um, in, in our last youth meeting about science and when we hear like there are some things that would contradict like the science contradicts God. So there's sometimes when you and there was a guy that gave his testimony and it was like when he um, weighed the science part of things and the things that I was learning from the word of God it felt challenging. So if I am not actually studying, there's no way I would actually, I would get that help from the Holy Spirit to know that there is no contradiction, to know that God's power is just made manifest. Like it's just, it's just so powerful that it, it does not, I don't know the English to you. There's no just no contradiction. So to hear those sound doctrines later in the future, hear those hard words, those words that would make me think about myself again, would make me think about my relationship with God and how I wouldn't be shaken, but be ready to actually learn more from God. So I'm just praying for that grace to actually study and to hold fast the form of sound words in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 The floor is still open for us to, to make comment. I love the comment of Sister Ife. Sound doctrine. The doctrine that is sound. Pastor David, we said, he said, 
Mm. He said, if you don't run away to sin, say sin will take you to hell. People, we do not like to hear now. We are wonderfully and beautifully made, yes. But if you don't run away from sin, sin will take us to hell. These are sound doctrine that it is difficult to, <laughs> to just look away from. Okay. Um, thank you, Pastor. <laughs> Pastor said, uh, rebuke. There was a lot of emphasis in his voice and his hand. Like, are you ready to be rebuked? <laughs> and my husband said, like, okay. And, and, and it strikes me that sometimes when we hear, when, when we're being preached at, yeah. um, maybe Pastor is saying something like, um, uh, like when we're hearing something, like, I don't know how to say, say we're hearing something like, you don't pay your tithes, our mind quickly goes, our mind will go to a church, another church member that does it. If, if we hear things about, like when we're being rebuked through preaching, we, te we tend not to look at ourselves. We tend, to, we tend to look at what our husband just did to us or her, Joshua, that's applicable for Joshua, but it's never applicable to us. And that's, we, that's how we're not able to, to, to succumb to the power of the gospel. There's a time we were reading one of the Bible verses and it says that some of us, we are aware of this godliness, but we refuse, like we are stubbornly refusing to come under its power as though, yeah, it can be there and we can be here. I'm just saying that this is a good time for us to actually hear the things that we're bring, being told in church and review ourselves. Let us take the thing out of our own eye first before we think it's applicable for our wife or sometimes I'll be listening to someone when it's something that Paul has just done to me. I'll not put it on loudspeaker so that you can hear. Me that I am here, the one that concerns me, I've no, been somber, somber, somber. Then I hear her husband's shaking the cooking Then I'm not put this where he's in the kitchen or where, wherever it is. But I can hear what they're saying. And the least people tell me, I know, what about the ones you have been hearing and the mistake that's been pointed out on your one? So I'm just saying that our hearts should be open. We should, we should be, we should, we should be, we should be children enough to be rebuked. Jesus said, let the children come to me for theirs is the kingdom of God. The reason theirs is the kingdom of God is not because they are silly people or loud, loud people. It's because their hearts are pure. They are teachable. They are willing to. To, to shrug off their, they're willing to put on their best clothes and still rub off on the floor. So we should be that when we come to church, when we hear Brother Peter telling us and he's saying, me, Peter, and I do this, all those things should charge us up to, to, to be more, to be more like Christ. It's not easy, I know. It's easy for us to just hide under, I'm tired. What are they talking about? I don't understand. But when we are open, then the Holy Spirit ministers, God help us. Hallelujah. The floor is still open to us. Yeah. I think what Sister Anne is saying is the fact. Okay. Sister Christy, please, can you make your comments, Ma? Good evening, Sars. Good evening, Ma. Good evening, Ma. Well, uh, it's good to be here again. So, I have this verse. Um, before um, Daddy said, they talked about it, struck my heart in verse 2. That says, preach the word. I'm using NLT. That's 4-2, 2 Timothy 4-2, NLT. That preach the word of God. Be prepared whether the time is favorable or not. Patiently correct. Rebuke and encourage your people with good teaching. So where I 
found myself is actually I um um I don't really talk, but when correction comes in, even while growing up, I remember my dad will correct me, my mom will correct me. They wouldn't to go and bring my Bible and see what they're correcting me for. But I found out that when correcting, correction depend, depends on how um, it's, okay. it's given out. Some people feel like, I hate when someone yell at me or shout at me, I feel bad and I feel, um, feel heartbroken. But I've been to, I've listened, I've been to some places and I feel that sometimes when people try to correct us, I mean members, I let me put myself correct us, they try to use us as a topic, which I think is not a, a, a correction part of, a part of correcting someone patiently. And when you rebuke, um, well, I feel when I rebuke someone, when, I'm, when I feel rebuked, I feel someone has to call me back, tell me why I feel rebuked. We are no different people as fight with um, different esteems. We have some of low esteems. And going to the world, I've observed many people fight with low esteem, even if they think they are they are fine and they are stable. But with good tea, like we should encourage people, we should correct patiently. My question is, how will you correct someone patiently by not raising your voice? Like maybe when you're angry and you just say, let me just say my mind and everything. How do you come in with that patience? The word and you say, okay, let me be calm and talk to someone. How will you think you, you know, yelling at someone, raising voices is um, is not intentional sometimes. As uh, as a young lady, I shout very well. If I'm angry, I'll just and keep quiet. But how do you come with that spirit of um, correcting someone patiently, making the person realize that, okay, I'm correcting you in love, even in your workplace or amidst your friends? And the second question I have is in verse five that says you should keep a but you should keep a clear mind in every situation don't be afraid of suffering for the lord work at telling others the good news and fully carry out the ministry of god that god has given you um i have a ministry before coming to the uk and when i was talking to god i said oh god even when i the first question my parents asked me or my siblings my family asked me okay when you go when you're not here will you, will you be able to go on with your ministry I said, fine, I will. God helping me, God helping me, God helping me. But coming here, I still try to do it in my little way. But we all feel that when you go to work, you come back, oh God, I'm tired. How do I go about it? And even when we have somewhere to not to make our ministry work, and someone said, okay, you have a, and you know you have a, a ministry at your hand, and you feel that, oh, you have been guilty of not performing your ministry. And you feel that, okay, if I'm the one that I'm, um, I did something to someone. I said, okay, when you do this thing or when I leave this place where I can do my ministry, am I doing it well? How can we bring our, um, how can we make um, our ministry back to life? I mean, effective, effectively, not just, just doing it in a coded way or something, like doing it effectively and efficiently to make God proud again. That's my two questions. Uh, uh, yeah, before Sister Lioness, I just want to add to just uh, the first question so that we don't forget. The first question is about the the manner correcting and all of that. Yeah, well, the reason that one, 
I like the way we've been brought up in apostolic. Whoa. That is quite harsh. So that's why some, some people would like because it's quite strong, actually. So, but uh, one of the uh, things that Jesus made when if you read Revelation about is about this uh, church in Laodicean. One of the key things about that church is that the word Laodicea actually means people ruling themselves. So we have a church and we have people ruling themselves. They, uh, they are the one that employ their own pastor and teacher. And they, they interview them and know exactly what their ethos is and what they want to say. And people rule themselves and they were seriously rebuked. Now, the other thing about that's one area, I believe the, the, the most important thing, as we know, is when we see uh, the, the law, the, the people, is when Jesus Christ left, he gave us the five ascension gifts, including them as pastors, teachers, and all of that. And that's the reason. And as we're talking, the thing that came to my mind was that when Anna was praying, the man of God, Eli, was actually you know, was at that point not exactly in tune with God because his students were doing things and he wasn't rebuking them. So he's actually lost a little bit of touch. But Anna was actually praying after Shilo after their supper and was praying to go, God, I need this child, I need this guy. The first thing he said is that you this drunk woman, why are you still here? Well, others are gone. Anyone at that point will get angry. Look at this man. I was just sitting there, JJ, praying to my God, and he accusing me that I'm drunk. But the humility in Anna say, My Lord, I'm not, I am just talking. And the man of God, even though God was about to replace him at that time, but the authority and the gift of God is without repentance. That authority is still with Eli. He said, The Lord answer your prayer. And according to the time of life, a year after, she gave back to Samuel the most powerful prophet in the world in, that installed kings. Anna could have lost that if Anna looked at the way Eli spoke to her. So what my advice is that we don't look at the way. We don't look at that one. That's not an excuse for uh, people that are preaching or teaching to be like a dissecter, but we as a receiving end, you look at Jesus. And when that comes, take the what the Holy Spirit is telling you from that conversation, from that teaching, from that prayer, and take that one to the Holy Spirit, take it to God. So that's what I will say within that contest. So I pray the, the, the Spirit of God will help us. Because we keep looking for that particular one, the way, the mannerism, the this that was spoken to before you listen, you will miss, you will miss your time of appointment. Thank you, Pastor. And then I want to make comment about what uh, Sister Christian just said about your ministry. You are trying to, how do you fulfill it in this hostile environment? Uh, but one thing I know is the fact that whatever a man is doing that is not giving you satisfaction, you know, doesn't, for example, now if you take mommy favor, if you give her like two million pounds, and tell her not to sing again. She will, she will drop your two million pounds for you the next minute. Because I know that is our passion. Our ministry, we need to pray about it and be intentional about it in doing it. 
it's like a footballer now. You ask him not to play ball again, to come and be singing. Even though he knows how to sing, but there won't be satisfaction there. That is what we are fashioned to be, our ministry. That is, that is the God's template for us, our person. Any other thing we will be doing, we may have money, people may know us, but you will know that inside of you, joy is not there. That is why we need to, we need to revisit it in prayer and be conscious about it. People that will not get you in fulfilling that ministry, you don't become their friend. You become the friend of God in prayer. People that, that help you in that ministry, we keep, we keep talking with them. If you have a kind of mentor relationship with somebody in that line, you don't cut it because you're in the UK. Because God, before you were born, God knew you were in the UK. That's the point. And I pray the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. I know our time is fast spent, but Sister Tosin wants to make a comment. Sister Tosin. Thank you for the opportunity. I just wanted to answer the question that Sister Christy asked about how can we be patient in correcting? Um, when she was asking that question, what came to my mind was that when we come to the Lord Jesus Christ, we have the spirit of patience in us. We have that spirit that would bear the fruit of the spirit in us, which patience is one of but um if we don't allow that spirit to grow in us to be able to bear that fruit um of patience it would it would be hard to be able to exercise that patience and i'm coming from this verse of the scripture in the book of hebrews chapter 5 which is verse 13 and verse 4 14. I will quickly read. It says, and a person who is living on milk isn't very far along in the Christian life and doesn't know much more about doing what is right. Verse 14 says, solid food is for those who are mature, who have trained themselves to recognize the difference between right and wrong and then do what is right. So when you train yourself to be patient the first time, the second time, the third time, the fourth time, the fifth time, by the time you know it, you see that your spirit is, is being, is, is trained to be patient. Now it's not gonna be easy. I'm also talking to myself. Um, sometimes when my children press, when they do things that, you know, I, I just, I would have finished talking and I'm thinking, listen, you shouldn't have done that. You should have done it this way, you know? And I realized that it takes a lot of training your spirit to be able to recognize the difference between, to be able to recognize and choose at the point of, at the point when you want to be impatient, to choose patience constantly so that our spirit can be trained to choose that patience each time. It's not going to be an easy task, but it is possible. God can help us, the Spirit of God can help us to be patient. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Except for God is able to make all grace abound towards us. You just need to be deliberate, to be patient. I know it is not easy. Most of the fruit of the Spirit, all of them, 
we need to be intentional. Any area I know I'm, I'm not, I'm not at my best. Pray to God, be conscious about it, and I pray the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. I know, I, I know our time is fast spent. Let's let me try the other slide that starts with finally, Pastor, so that we tidy it up and there. Say finally, the, okay. I think we have. I think I've looked at this place. Let's see. We should always be looking forward to Christ's return. As many of us, we are not our our for John. We not hand here. We should always be. It should make us happy as a Christian. Eternal reward await us according to our service. Now, next slide, sir. Okay, I think I think time will not permit us to 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 do exigencies on this. Possibly we 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 do that next next week, mm-hmm. and I pray the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. What mm-hmm. is in the ministry? What are the hindrance that is? What is hindering us from fulfilling our ministries? We look at that together next week as the Lord give us grace. I am very sorry, Pastor. If there is any comment from you. I think I'll stop from at this point. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much, sir. Done well. I just wanted to add one or two things as well um, before handing over to Engineer Moyale, who lead us in the prayer. The the one of the postures that I think we can take when it comes to correcting, um, and Bible talks of speaking the truth in love, and that doesn't mean to speak the truth gently. There are times that love looks like speaking very toughly if there's any English like that Um, but to also always bear in mind a reflexive position about ourselves in other words when you remind yourself that even you yourself that you are correcting someone else you don't have it all together there is nothing that shapes correction more than that and I've, I've seen this play out even in when my wife is correcting the kids and they will point out her own error back to her in the same space. And she's quick to admit that and say, yes, okay, I'm also sorry for that. But then, you know, get this message as well. So knowing that we are not perfect ourselves, it would influence whichever way we communicate correction to others in a way that can probably be more received. And when it is still not palatable, get the message and let the spirit of God work with what, what is being said to you. I know that God has a way of balancing these things as well, because we have different gifts uh, in the body of Christ. And so when a prophet speaks, and a pastor speaks, and a teacher speaks, they will carry different nuances and different tones, and that's okay. But at the end of the day, God will use all of those different flavors, both the ones that go down well and the ones that don't seem to go down well to balance themselves out and equip us onto becoming more like Christ. Uh, But the last thing I wanted to say is what came out for me from those passages, actually when we went back to read it through from verse one down to verse eight thereabouts, is that I'm seeing a picture of someone that Paul is saying, I want you to replace me. In other words, this passage is, is for someone that wants to quote and unquote, be like Paul. If you want to, if Paul has ever been a character in the Bible that has made you wonder, and I mean, there are two people that we know for sure in the Bible that they fulfill their ministry, Jesus Christ and Paul. Uh, if there is any models to follow in the scriptures, I think it's Jesus and this man that could boldly say, follow me as I follow Christ. So if you want to achieve something in life, you want to be fulfilled, this is the principles that is given specifically in this case to Timothy to say, do these things and then you can step into my shoes. 
And I believe that grace is still available to begin to, you know, function in our different respective ministries, but in the order of that kind of anointing that is cutting edge. But we need to stick to these plans, follow the syllabus in a manner of speaking, preach the word, exhort, convict, convince, be ready to suffer. And of course, you have your reward waiting for you if you are going to be faithful. And I pray the Lord will help us all in Jesus' name. I was just digressing. You, you know how that sometimes older women they will say they want to speak to you in love, but they are they're not they're not they're not they're not being factual, they are they are going around the bush. Like I stuck like with was saying that she would prefer to be coded. Me, I'll prefer to be Anu. You've done something wrong. Take this. But I don't like when they say, hey, sister, you know, Kimiko, Kimiko. Hey, that's the way it tires me. I just wanted to see how we could balance that ball. I wouldn't take us to, I wouldn't take our time. Sorry. Thank you very much. I think that's really practical. Yeah. We need to bring the gospel to uh, 2022. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, so that we are reaching the right people. Mm. Uh, part of the things we, we went to do in the uh, president's uh, conference last week, uh, I pray the Holy Spirit will continue to help us. But the other thing I just wanted to add, we can please these two questions: what's the, what is the ministry, and what are the interests to fulfill our needs? I wanted to something about. Thank God for this question. Can we all work on it so that when we come back, we can start this question and talk on talk on it? We are because if we look at this, then we know that everybody has a ministry. There's general ministry, there's specific ministry, there's practical ministry, and there's spiritual ministry. So that we all know, but we all know that we've been given the ministry of reconciliation, reconciling men back unto God. But just in summary, please let's not forget that when you are in school, when you are learning as students, as teachers, when you have your teachers like lecturers and all of that, when they are giving instruction. You don't go there pointing out their fault. It's mm. uh, receive instruction and let the Holy Spirit interpret it for you. So once we do that, we will grow. Yeah. Uh, once we start looking at that, the Satan will amplify it in our mind and we will lose the point. So let's not forget that the Holy Spirit will continue to guide us in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you very much, sir. Over to you, Angela Mayele. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the living Jesus. Hallelujah. Let us pray. I want us to thank God for his word that he has spoken unto us today. Let's thank God for the opportunity to be up under this teaching. And let's commit ourselves into the hand of the Lord. That the Lord will make the world to grow in our heart. That the Lord will make us to be matured Christians in the mighty name of Jesus. And let us also commit our facilitator into the hand of the Lord, that the Lord will bless him. All the verses that are God that the Lord will replace them mightily with the special anointing in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, blessing Father Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. Amen. This evening, we want to quickly uh, observe our prayer session. And the theme is 
remembered for positive turnaround. Remembered for positive turnaround. Uh, text is taken from Psalm 126, verse 1 to 6. Psalm 126, verse 1 to 6. It's a popular um, Bible passage in the Bible. And quickly, I want us to uh, want to bring this psalm into a form of prayer into our lives. For God to remember us for good in this season. One thing is certain, when we're coming to the end of the year, I want to believe that there are blessings that come down with the end of the year. So I want us to carry ourselves into it. Psalm 126, verse 1 to 6. You see, remember when the eternal brought back the essays to Zion, it was as if we were dreaming. Our mouth were filled with laughter and our tongues were spilling over into song. The world went out across the, across the prairies and deserts, across the eaves, over the oceans wide, from nation to nation, the eternal has done remarkable things for them. Verse 30, we shook our heads. All of us were stunned. The eternal has done remarkable things for us. We were beyond happy, beyond joyful. Verse 4, and now eternal one, some are head captive and poor. Release them and restore our fortunes as the dry river banks of the south spring to life when the rains come at last. Those who walk the feet to sow, causing their seed in tears, we one day tread those same long ropes amazed by what's appeared. Those who weep as they walk and plant with sighs will return singing with joy when they bring home the harvest. So we're going to have the prayer in this order. In verse one, you say, remember when the eternal brought back the exiles to Zion, it was as if we were dreaming. In King James, he says, uh, when the Lord turned the captivity of Zion, we are like them that dreams. We're going to talk to God this evening that the Lord will grant you some dream come true testimonies. Brethren, there are testimonies and there are testimonies. Let's pray that the Lord will give us a dream come true testimonies. All those things you have been dreaming for, by the time they come into reality, that is when the testimony is available. That the Lord will fill your life with great joy in the remaining days of this year, in the mighty name of Jesus. I want you to commit your family into the hand of the Lord. Those things that you have been dreaming of, it is high time that you share the testimony. It is, it, it is now that Lord will remember you so that those dreams will eventually envelop into testimony that in the remaining days of this year, the Lord will remember you and your family, the Lord will remember your husband, the Lord will remember your wife, the Lord will remember your children in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, everlasting Father, Lord. In Jesus' marvelous name, we are prayed. Amen. Prayer number two is taken from verse two. 
our mouth filled with laughter. You know, when, when those angels appeared unto Sarah, mm. he said, by this time next year, you will have a son. You know, for somebody who have been barren for so many years, and the word of the Lord came unto her, and that, that word gave her testimony. You're going to talk to God this evening. That the Lord will fill your mouth with laughter. The Lord will fill your life, your life, the life of your husband, of your children with laughter and the songs of joy as he has advertised his power through your life in the remaining days of this year. In the name of Jesus, begin to talk to God that Lord, fill my life with laughter. Let people rejoice with me in the remaining days of this year. Let congregation of, of your people rejoice with me in the remaining days of this year as begin to advertise my life, as begin to advertise the life of my family. Let your laughter be our portion in the remaining days of this year. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father Lord. In Jesus' marvelous name, we are prayed. Amen. Number three, we shook our heads. It means that statement simply means we are so we are so surprised that the eternal has done remarkable things. When we say eternal one, it refers to God. So we are going to pray that God will do something remarkable that will make you beyond happy and command international attention in the remaining days of this year. Begin to talk to God. That God, do something remarkable in my life. Something that will be so astonished. Something that will be so great. Lord, in this year, in this month of remembrance, Lord, do something remarkable. Something that will command international recognition. Something that will make people come to your to your to your door to rejoice with you. That the Lord will do something remarkable in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. So the prayer we are praying, they are prophetic prayers. And I want us to put more fire to put more life into it. That's what say, and now eternal one, referring to God, saw my head captive. We are going to pray to God that the Lord will remember you today and restore your fortunes. Those your fortunes that have been held captive. Those your blessings that have been held captive. That will be a release before the year comes to an end. The Lord will remember you. The Lord will remember your family. The Lord will remember your children. The Lord will remember that situation. Those areas you have been crying unto God unto. The Lord will remember you and restore your fortunes. In the mighty name of Jesus. Before this year comes to an end. The Lord will remember you. The Lord will restore that fortune unto you. The Lord will, the Lord will release that goodness unto you. The Lord will release that testimonies unto you in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Amen. Number five. 
those who work with the feet to sow. We have been sowing from January to date. Mm -hmm. Some of us have been working. Some of, some of us, you are putting your best. Mm -hmm. You are putting application. You are putting in so many effort. Pray mm -hmm. the Lord with you this remaining days of this year to pleasantly amaze you with what we appear as mm -hmm. your harvest in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Pray that the Lord will use the remaining days of this year to, to give you a surprise package, a surprise package that will surprise you, that will surprise your entire family, that will surprise the congregation of God, that the Lord will use the remaining days of, of this year to pleasantly amaze you with what will appear as your harvest in the mighty name of Jesus. You have, you have tried all this long. You have prayed all, all this long. You have fasted all this long. The Lord will reduce the remaining days to cry your effort in sources in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, everlasting Father, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Jesus, pray that God will terminate your season of tears mm -hmm. and usher you into season of joy. Bible mm -hmm. says, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Pray to God that the Lord will make this season of your tears to be over and usher you into season of joyful harvest in the mighty name of Declare into your life. Declare into your ministry. Declare into the life of your wife. Declare into the life of your husband. Declare into the life of your children that the season of tears come to an end. Season of tears come to an end. The Lord will usher you into a season of joyful harvest in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, blessing for the Lord. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Amen. Amen. I want us to do the work of a prayer warrior in number seven. We want to intercede on behalf of someone in the church. Pick somebody in your heart. Mm. It could be one number or two numbers. Remember them in your prayer this evening. That the, light, the Lord will remember them with an overflowing harvest. At this year, come to an end. Trust God for what God can do. Bible says we should command according to the work of his hand. He said he will do it. Pray to God for someone tonight. Have an expectation for somebody tonight. Intercede for somebody tonight. That the Lord will remember them. That this shall be their season of remembrance. That, that, that there will be an overflowing harvest in their lives, in their ministry, in the mighty name of Jesus. Pray unto God. In the name of Jesus, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we will pray that this season there shall be an overflowing joy in the life of every member of the assembly in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, blessing for the Lord. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' powerful name, we are prayed. Amen. I want us to begin to appreciate God for tonight. Let's thank God for how God has answered our prayer tonight. Let's give him all the glory. Let's give him all the honor. 
Let's thank God for God has remembered every one of us, those of us on this platform, those who are not on this platform, let's begin to appreciate him. Let's thank him for that turnaround remembrance. Let's appreciate him for those tears has come to an end. Let's begin to appreciate him. Let's give him all the glory unto you in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, blessing Father Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. I invite Pastor Davis to turn it off. Shall we pray? In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Father Lord, as we pray tonight, we receive answers to all our prayers in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. As I declare tonight, that every dream that you've given us to us, all those great revelations, we bring them to fulfillment in the name of Jesus. Amen. Pray that you fill our life with laughter and new songs, songs of celebration, songs of joy. Sons of breakthrough in the name of Jesus. Amen. We pray that you do something great in our life, something great that is beyond happiness, something that will command international attention, something Amen. that will populate the kingdom of God and depopulate the kingdom of hell. We will receive it in the name of Jesus. Amen. That you remember every single one of us. You will restore Amen. our fortune in the name of Jesus. Enemy are stolen. Is it joy? Is it health? Is it finances? Is it marital bliss? Is it mar in any areas that the enemy has come to steal, to kill, to destroy? Lord, we pray for restoration in the name of Amen. Pray for great and joyful harvest for Amen. everyone. Finally, in this season, we receive it in the name of Jesus. Amen. That you terminate every tears. Lord, you terminate every tears that this shall be the season, that they shall hunger no more, neither shall they pass it before. The Lord will wipe away every tear in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Everyone present tonight and all the ones who remember in our prayer tonight, we will receive an overflowing harvest for everybody in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Prayer here and amen. We declare them answer that there's no, no word that will pass through the season of remembrance that will not be remembered by God in the name of Jesus. Amen. I know you have answered our prayer and we will start to give testimony that we've never given before in amen. the name of Thank you, Lord, for the answer prayer. Thank in you, Jesus' Lord. name, we are prayed. Amen. Amen. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much, Angela Mayele. Thank you, Bro Peter. God bless you. Um, our announcements tomorrow is push. Um, eight forty-five UK time. Uh, Nine forty-five in Nigeria, and on and on like that. Let's let's log on. Let's also reach out and spread the word. The Lord will bless us as we do that. In Jesus' name. And on Sunday, we meet in the church. It's not just online. So let's be punctual, 1030. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. If there's any other announcement to hear from Pastor. Thank you very much, sir. Also, on Saturday, they uh, push tomorrow. Then on Saturday, I know that the women will be meeting. You've seen the poster. Uh, I think at uh, 2 o'clock, but... The pastor, I think they meet at 1.30, so don't forget. That was that came through prophetical message during pastor's uh, meeting. So and uh, somebody had the revelation and uh, about uh, civil war in different nations of the world. So we're quickly going to pray that all the plans of the enemy to waste blood, 
to, 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 to depopulate this world and to send people quick to hell without hearing the gospel. That's the essence of war, that the Lord will stop it. What's going on currently in Russia, in Ukraine, and other parts of the world, that the Lord will step in and put an hand to it. Shall we pray? And even in Nigeria, as you are nearing election, so many things happening, money changing, that the Lord will bring peace into all these nations. Shall we pray in the name of Jesus? Father, Lord, we pray for our nations, Nigeria, for UK, for Russia, for Ukraine, for every part of the world that is turmoil, that is problem. We pray for peace. We pray for peace, peace in this world in Jerusalem that there will not be shedding of law. There will not be nuclear war. There will not be killings. That all killings will come to an end. But instead, people will hear the gospel of the Lord Christ. In Jesus' name we are prayed. Amen. Let's pray one more time for push tomorrow that the Lord will take absolute control in the name of Jesus, that people will turn in and people, God will use that to touch the heart of the people. Shall we pray in Jesus' name? Lord will commit, push to your hand and you take absolute control tomorrow. And even the service that the women we have in on Saturday, our service on Sunday. Thank you, Daddy, for the answer prayer. In Jesus' name, we are prayed. Amen. amen. And amen. And amen. Let's just ask God for one thing. As we go, in Jesus' name, we are praying. Amen. 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 Yes. May the Lord answer you when you call in the name of Jesus. May he of will you answer all your prayer requests and give you great testimonies in the name of Jesus. Amen. And now I call every single one of us unto God. And to the word of his grace that is able to raise us, to save us, and to give us inheritance among those that have been sanctified in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Shall we share the benediction? The Lord is great in Zion and is high above all. The Lord is great in Zion and is high above all people. The Lord is great in Zion and is high above all the people. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Please, before we drop, before we drop, before we drop, uh, please, uh, two things. Let us join in push tomorrow. Uh, I'll be by God's great preaching tomorrow. So please let us join in on time. The Lord, because once we join in, it will help others to quickly join in so, so that we can finish on time. That's number one. Number two, can we quickly greet uh, Mommy Precious? Mommy Presa, show your face. Let's sing for her. <laughs> show your face. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday Happy birthday, Michelle. Michelle, so, mommy precious, the Lord bless you. Yes, sir. Bless you. Can Amen. We everyone just in one seconds, you know the, the way God has used this uh, precious woman to to bless the church and even our city. So let's just.
pray. The Bible says, let the leaders that serve well among the worthy of double honor. So let us pray that the Lord honor her, honor the family, shall we pray in Jesus' name. Lord, we pray for your servant as we continue to walk tirelessly in the kingdom that you honor her with everything wanted in Jesus' name. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Prayed by the saints and declare them and I double them and I release them to the right in Amen. We are prayed. Amen. Amen. She's asked me to announce to you that Sunday, when you are coming, just fast. Mm. Ah. Item number seven and eight. <laughs> 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 so that was the special announcement. I've been more precious. Am I? Is that true? <laughs> we are hitting a special kind of cake on Sunday. Oh, but can I say something? More than cake. Oh, wow. you know, seven and eight. Your baby will say to a little of Oh, Jesus. Don't want to be power with you. So, I couldn't hear you properly, fam. Ah, 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 it's more sure. than 1977. <laughs> God bless you. Bless you. Whatever you are expecting from God. Before the end of this year, God will give it to you, Elaine Jesus. Amen. Amen. Love you. Thank you. Have a blessed night, everyone. Yes. You Love you all. Tomorrow. Night, everyone. Love you, Emma. Love you. Nice night, Charles. Emmanuel, I can see you. My friend.